Make sure to stop in Solace Meds today. They got a lot of awesome deals going on throughout the month of August. Dixie Elixirs, two for $30. Spectra, 20% off. Ripple, 25% off. Silver Shelf Flower, 15% off. As always, if you go into any of their four Colorado locations, they got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, one just bought from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. And if you drop the code DNVR20, they're going to give you 20% off your entire purchase. And if you go to the Wheat Ridge location, drop that code DNVR20, get 20% off and get a free Solace Bar or King Cone with your purchase as well. Oh my god, this is gonna be so hard to do. Oh, the All Star game, let's go! The All Star game, we got it. The All Star game. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a summer league edition of the Losers Lounge. We're back in the Losers Lounge, fellas. Oh, it feels so right. It feels so nice. Uh, Does that count? Does that count as a, a losers lounge? Really? <laughs> Both teams are losers in this situation. Oh no, no, no! We've got our eyes on the prize here in Denver. Maybe you've uh, let up your expectations, but I expected that each and every time a team takes the court with the name Denver on the front, even if I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally any of them, other than two guys. Um, so we're gonna have to break down all of the action from those two guys. <laughs> uh, Summer League is here, guys. Summer League is here. But we're presented first by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can see it right there above Dev's left shoulder. Point to it, Dev. I knew he was gonna do it wrong. I knew he was gonna do it wrong. That's why I did it. Uh, use promo code TMPR, whatever it is that you sign up. We are mere hours away from. By the way, you can see us right now. Um, Eric has uh, what is this artwork that you uh, are? Oh, this is uh, this is this is uh, a, a big painting that's in my living room. It's Pedro Martinez along with two manatees, a mother and a child manatee, holding a forty under under. I got to big screen this so we can really get this was uh, this was painted specifically for me by my friend uh, when I lived in Boston, and it, wow. it's not, it's San Pedro and two manatees <laughs> holding a forty ounce. Wow, incredible. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Dev, you got to step up your game. I mean, you don't have anything close to that in the background. Yeah, uh, a 40, I just can't get that. And then it's like it's like uh, baby animals with the 40. And uh, <laughs> I guess in a baseball player, like there's, just, there's a lot going on, man. There's like, a lot going on. I'm a, I'm a complicated fella. Yeah, uh, uh, Francisco, I see you in the, in the comments here. Francisco, nice to see you as well. It's nice to see everybody, man. Like, it's funny, this game, I mean, what a start to Summer League. It really is. Every time, Eric, you made this comment, every time Summer League comes around, we all get excited, and then like five minutes in, that like the wind is out of the sails. This year, more so than usual. And and just to kind of set the stage here in case some people don't know, the Nuggets had a positive – oh, I shouldn't say it. The Nuggets have had a bunch of players enter health and safety protocols. When I say a bunch, I mean most. Most of the players that they were planning on bringing to Summer League enter health and safety protocols. It forced them to, one, pick up some players last minute. And I don't think they even cared who those players were. I saw some people talking about, oh, the Nuggets just going for shooters or going for – I think the Nuggets were going for warm-bodied people capable of playing Summer League games who live in Denver or could get to Denver quickly. And yeah. and they just did that. So there was no thought about who should we get. It was just, hey, emergency. So 
they didn't get a lot of practice time. I think just one. Am I right, Dev? Just one practice. Yeah, yeah, one practice. So they have one practice. A bunch was of guys it? that came in at the last minute, and I'm I'm not joking when I say this. Today, when they took the court, I would be shocked if everybody knew everybody's name that was on that they were playing with today. I would be shocked. There's no way, especially from one-time setting. And then when they even described it on the broadcast, the one-time setting, uh, they even said that they didn't have enough bodies there. So there were guys that never seen each other before playing. And then they said that they had to scrimmage the coaches. I don't know if you guys know about that uh, coaching staff, but uh, that is not the, like, the, the type of competition that you want to go against when you're getting prepared for like a, um, a, a showcase type of game. There's two, two guys. Kenyon Martin, who I'm sure could still bring it, you know, I'm look, he's not in NBA shape, so I'm sure even he is like behind. And then you have Stephen Graham, who had a cup of coffee in the NBA and, you know, good basketball player. Those two guys in a scrimmage, I'm sure could hold their own. But then you're talking about Charles Clask. I mean, you're talking oh, about, you're talking about, well, I don't think he was there playing. Um, so you're just talking about a bunch of dudes that are just like you and me. So this was not to make excuses, but right off the top, this was the most ridiculous, like, Denver had no chance. What was the line? You said you took this, Dev. What was the line tonight? One and a half. <laughs> how did you not text me? Yeah, don't, I don't see how this wasn't like a, like a tell tell a guy that then tell that guy and then everyone tells a guy type of a situation here because. Well, I tell you, that was that was free money, like everything, and it was actually open to the public. It's not like there was like inside, like any any right. type of insider knowledge. It was open to the public. That That's what I'm saying. Team was under health and like safety protocols, and they have not been able to play with each other. And then out of nowhere, um, two guys got picked up. And usually, when a guy gets picked up, it's just to have like warm bodies on the court. No, these guys played. <laughs> this was real minutes. This was a situation where it was like, oh, man, Vegas has no idea what's happening. Right. Uh, it really was. I, I wish you would have texted me because I was so busy this week. I didn't even think. Like, I was like, man, this game's going to suck. There's not gonna, it's not going to be very exciting. Like, Bull Bull, at least he's there. I'm excited we're going to get right into him here, here next. But I just didn't think gambling. I should have thought, like, what's the line? If you would have told me the line was 10, I'd have been like, <laughs> I'm taking – the over, but if you told me the line was one, I would have I would have taken everything I had and put on the Nuggets losing Dude, by twenty, which is what I, I know. But gambling on summer league feels like real degenerate stuff. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm proud scary. of Dev, but all the same, like <laughs> when you find yourself gambling on the Pro Bowl or like the All Star right. game or summer yeah. league, like you gotta take a so, step back. So, Eric, are you uh, are you familiar with like uh, AAU basketball or like grassroots or anything like that? I mean, it, it, right, so, I'll it down. <laughs> so there's like a, there's like open gym type of situation. Sure. You understand open gym. It's just guys sure. getting out there and playing and they're trying really hard. And if you lose, you, you can't play for a couple of games. Um, maybe there's a loser's court and things like that. What we've seen tonight was worse than uh, <laughs> it really was. because in open gym, they're trying. This was like a, um, a showcase. Like there's showcases now in, uh, in AAU and basketball where, there's college coaches maybe on the sideline or like people that are out of the leagues and then kids go in there with the ability to, to like just ruin everything. Like their parents are like going there and you shoot every time you touch it. These guys want to see you score a bunch of points. Um, that's what type of setting that this was. There was like not much defense. You're playing full like pace every, like on both sides of the court, you're not playing defense at all. And you're trying to score because you think that that's what these NBA, NBA guys want to see. And you put yourself in, in very, very bad situations. So 
this Eric is called a showcase game. Oh yeah. I, I, I nice to, to know that that was the mindset going in and they were able to muster all of 67 points or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was a showcase. Um, but I think even Deb, you're getting to a point, which is if this was a straight pickup game, I feel like Denver would have played better. They almost got in the worst yeah. spot where in a pickup game, nobody's playing together. You might get a two man game, but you're not getting anything more than that. You're just getting a bunch of ISOs tonight. You could tell like they were trying to, not just trying to run a set, but they were like, what are we supposed to do? Like, look into the sideline. No Guys were running into each other on cuts and stuff. It was like, it was so, Summer League is always bad, but this, I'm, I, we can move on after this, but this was a whole other level of that where it was like true discombobulation. When you have a whole nother level, you put your hand the wrong way. This is a whole nother level. This oh, is yeah, you're right. It's much, a whole other level. Yeah, much lower right. than standard. You're right. I do say that all the time. Like, yeah, wow, Summer League is coming. I can't wait. And then the first game of Summer League starts, you're like, oh, wow, this is atrocious basketball. Well, by the I'll way, we're all, these so we are headed out. Dev is not joining us, but Eric, myself, uh, Vote, and, and Wind, we're all going to be on a flight tomorrow morning early for Vegas. So we're going to be bringing you behind the scenes of <laughs> NBA Summer League. And by the way, lucky us, we missed one. We couldn't make it out tonight, but we will be there for Tuesday, which now there's a good chance it's going to be Bones Highlands Nuggets Red Summer Red League Red debut. Red it is the chance we're going to see Zeke Naji and Marcus Howard. So um, there's a good chance that we actually missed the, the prologue, but we will be there for the first chapter, which should be fun. Um, but let's move on, guys, because as much as I put all of those caveats in there about all the excuses of why this was going to be bad and why this was going to be ugly – the story tonight is that Bull Bull got an A-plus opportunity. Everybody else out the way, like, okay, we're going to play through Bull Bull. We heard Charles Klask earlier last week say, hey, he's going to be our Jokic. We're playing through him. I thought, okay, I'm so curious to see what he's going to do. Second half was better than the first half. I'll give him that. Second half showed me something. But overall, Deb, how would you grade what you saw from Bull Bull tonight? Um, I think it's a lot of what we see from Bull Bull every single time, like uh, – it's either really, really like there's just moments that he's really, really good or there's just moments that he's atrocious. There is no middle, like nothing um, in between those two things. Yeah. Um, he's like he's like even when he was bad in the first half, he was great defensively. He's like trying hard. He's um, using his length and athleticism where he's altering so many shots, even if he doesn't, you know, get his hand on it. Like he makes sure that guys like know that he's there. But then there's just those lackadaisical moments where it just doesn't look like like he wants to play basketball. He like right. he has any interest in the game. It did start coming along for him in the second half. He was really really aggressive. Right, uh, things started to go, like get going for him for him. And I think that you could see the joy in him when he understands that everything is around him. Like every like he got the ball every single situation, and he can score in those type of situations. He can make things happen. But how often is that going to happen? This was an A-plus moment for him where he could have got the ball every single time. I don't think he's going to get that many opportunities. Right. Right. Eric, what do you think? Uh, how would you judge Bull Bull? He said – so I was surprised. Dev said he felt like he was flying around. Did you feel the same way? I mean, in the second half, a little bit. Just more than anything, he was. I was like, man, like the thought of having a seven-foot-two guy that just like – only plays around the perimeter on offense. I'm like, what is yeah. this? This is insane. Like he, I mean, th there was no semblance of offense. Like you were saying, there was no two man game. There were no passes. Like people were just sort of like driving in and maybe taking terribly contested uh, layups, not making yeah. them. So, I mean, 
you know, like he, he started to get involved a little bit. He looked a little bit like, okay, he still made terrible decisions, like very, very uh, ill-advised three-point shots. Like, I don't know. I like, I, I have a hard time even taking anything from this game from anybody. Cause like, it was just such a joke. It was so discombobulated. Yeah. Well, I never know, Harrison, when like somebody joins late, I never know whether to leave you backstage before I can bring you on or just bring you on. Just um, bring me on, man. I might have jumped the gun a little bit, but uh, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Harrison, oh. Wind, <laughs> Harrison Wind is here. The crowd goes wild. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for see, Harrison. see, based off that rant I just heard from D-Line, he stopped watching the game at halftime, which I, I perfectly I understand. Right. I perfectly <laughs> understand, but that's my initial read. So we we actually are just getting into this now, Harrison. And by the way, Harrison was was on the Zoom call. We'll get to what was said on the Zoom call here in just a moment. But he's post game. We, we don't have to get to that if we. Don't. <laughs> I expect a full breakdown of that. Um, but no, Harrison. So we're talking about Bull Bull. Just how would you evaluate his night tonight? Yeah, it was underwhelming at times. I thought the first half was really rough. Um, I mean, the first half, I was like, "What are we doing here, man?" Uh, the second half, I thought he he showed some signs. It looked like he got a little more comfortable. I mean, he got the line 14 times. Yeah. Uh, so yep. that's something. I, that's I think big. that's something for sure. Uh, he had that coast-to-coast layup. He had Nan one. I thought he showed some things in the second half, but um, still got a ways to go. Still got a ways to go for sure. Yeah. So I want to I want to say this because I only put like two tweets out in this whole game. I probably should have tweeted a little bit more, but I put and they were harsh on Bull Bull because I'm watching that first half. And here's the things about Bull Bull that we know now from having him in Denver for a couple of years. He sometimes looks his body language is not great, and and some guys are this way, right? Like they just don't have good body language. We can you can read into it too much. His hustle isn't always great. His physicality isn't always great. The first half, I thought it was um, on full display, all of those things. I'm watching him. He's moping. He had zero rebounds. He just looked terrible. I just, I was like, come on, dude. Like, show some. This is your chance. You should be the loudest one. I thought we're going to get to Caleb Agata. Caleb Agata had an opportunity tonight. He was going to shoot for it. Like, literally shoot every time he could in his attack at hell or high water. Bull was like, almost couldn't be bothered in that first half. But to his defense, I thought in the second half, he was significantly more aggressive, more assertive more physical and so i it's say honestly it saved it for me because i was almost ready to go full like what are we doing here with bull like full ready to move on but uh the second half did impress me i I mean after the first half it was like my god is denver gonna have to just wave this guy because like what's going on here with the nuggets is my read is that they think this can be a showcase of sorts for bull you know have him put up a couple big nights have him put up some numbers and then somebody maybe wants to trade for him. That's how I could see it going. After that first half, though, I was like, man, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, right. But, yeah, I agree. To his credit, to his credit, and he even said this, that he kind of felt he turned it on the second half. Um, I, I like that he didn't like, keep that same energy throughout the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the getting to the line is a big thing. Because you look at the stat sheet for Bull, and I'll just read through it real quick. He had 21 points. He goes 5 of 14 shooting, 0 of 3 from the three-point line, 11 of 14 from the foul line, five rebounds all in the second half, one assist, one steal, two blocks. He did have six turnovers, including back-to-back traveling violations. I mean, this is this is the bull bull. And like then a goaltend on the next possession. 
and a goal ten. So he had some of those plays that you look at and you're just like, bro, what are you doing? But like I said, to me, the fact that he got to the line and a lot of those shots that he got to the line were off of like, you know, he's got to be a tough player to guard. He's so long. He's pretty athletic. Like he's got to be tough. And he was using that to his advantage. So again, he saved. I was ready for some. I'm not going to lie. I was ready to be like, dude, what are you doing? That second half, he saved Mittor. I'm just going to be like, yo, you still got time. Show me something in this next game. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. And another thing about this game, guys, I, I'm not trying to like give uh, Denver excuses, but they probably deserve a couple because they played sure. two guys tonight that they literally signed this morning. Like two guys <laughs> that played tonight for the Nuggets joined the team this morning. Like they just got to Vegas and just showed up at, at shoot around this morning. Uh, Josh Gray and Daniel Hamilton joined the team this morning. And also, the Miami Heat played two games in the Utah Summer League a couple days oh. ago. So they've you, Miami's played a couple games together. This is literally a Nuggets team who signed two new guys this morning and has been scrimmaging against Kenyon Martin and the coaching staff for the last <laughs> couple of days. They're so, their plight is the same as the U.S. men's basketball team. They just need time to gel with these so two true. new players. Is who so what is Bull Bull? Is he KD in this situation? Yeah, 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 100 percent Gotta be. I thought that was clear. <laughs> of course. Uh all right. What else, uh Dev, what else do you have to say about Bull Bull in this game? I mean, is there anything else? And and sort of where are you if you kind of set the stage for what's at stake for Bull Bull in this summer league? I think that it puts him in a very difficult spot because now your expectations. Like, depending on how you go out of this first game, like with the idea of did he play well or did he not play well, everybody know he played underwhelming, like in the first half, of course, and then he kind of turns it on. But it's also when things like go right for him. So now there's going to be a moment where the attention is not going to be on him when you get back to Najee, Marcus Howard, possibly um, Bones, Bones Highland. The attention now like goes to them. So, but Bobo's not a player that like plays harder if things aren't going his way. So now that's the next evolution of like of his game is like how how does he become a self starter or how does he make things work around him? Um, which, which can go either way because now the attention is not all on him. I feel like tonight every time he got the ball, all attention was on him, and it's like go do something, which is a very tough spot to be in, especially if there's no type of chemistry or um, game plan around it. But now with the other guys coming back, I wonder how Bobo looks at this game and says, this is what I need to do better because they're not going through him every single play uh, moving forward. Right, right. So, I mean, here's here's what's at stake for, for Bobo, in my opinion. Like, he obviously wants to change the scenery. I don't think he wants to come back with the Nuggets next season, even though he's under contract. And I really think that, like, his chance to get on another team might depend on – how good he is at summer league, you know, right, right. if he, if he oh. has a good summer league, um, I think he's hoping. And I think the nuggets might also be hoping that another team shows some interest and they can trade him for something uh, because I don't think that interest was there on draft night for sure. So his ticket to, to getting out of Denver, which I think is what he wants and to getting playing time somewhere else is playing really well this week. Yeah. I think so too. Let's put a let's put a pin in that thought because I like it and I want to talk more about that. Like, why is Bobo even on the roster now? I, I think we all thought he was going to be gone, and maybe this is a window into into why. So we'll talk about that on 
the other side of our first break. We'll also talk about Caleb Agata, who I'm intrigued. I'm not, I mean, it's it's funny because his stat line was atrocious, but I'm intrigued. So it wasn't even as good as Bull Bulls. But first, do you have the ad reads, Harrison, or do you need me to take this one? Yeah, I got him here. I got him here. Oh, what a pro, man. This guy. Can you believe this guy? Uh, guys, check out Breckenridge Brewery. Pick up some beers there this week. You probably need some while watching this Nuggets Summer League team. Breck Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, we've got Breck Brew Seltzer sold at the bar. And make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew as well. Pick it up from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Pick it up from your local liquor store. Uh, the Mile High City Copper Lager and that Nugget Skyline Blue Can. You can't miss it. You got to have it this week. Also at Strava Craft Coffee, if you're a first-time customer, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off with the code DNVR25. Strava Craft Coffee packed with CBD can help relieve long-term back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, tons of other aches and pains that you might have. Uh, get it for 25% off if you're a first-time buyer with the code DNVR25. If you're a returning Strava Craft Coffee customer, use the code DNVR20 for 20% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com. I like this Bills in Balls. I, it's an alien. It's the Denver Nuggets, but also an alien. Or is it an ant? An alien. We've talked to him many times. He told us he's not from Earth. What are you talking, Adam? Come on. I don't always. I don't always. Uh, I don't remember this. I have a terrible memory. Jesus, uh, Jesus come on. Uh, there are some good comments in here. I'm going to get back to some of these here in just a second. But I want to continue our conversation with Bull Bull because you're right, Harrison. I think this is how it works: is that you hope for a guy to show enough in summer league that some team will take a flyer on him. Because let's be honest, he is an unrestricted free agent after this season. He is buried on the bench behind a bunch of bigs. Like, I just – I can't envision a world in which he surpasses enough guys to actually be in the rotation this year. I think he knows it. I think the Nuggets know it. So that leads me to think, with how the roster is constructed, that Denver probably wanted to deal Bull Bull this offseason. And I'm guessing there's just nobody that wanted to take a guaranteed contract, you know, of Bull Bull when he's really what he is as a flyer. So – I think you're right that this is all about Bull Bull getting out of Denver, which he should want. This should this should be a thing he wants, which makes that first half performance all the more confusing to me. Yeah, um, he wants a change of scenery for sure. I mean, that, that's not hard to tell. That hasn't been hard to tell for this last year. And yeah, I think Denver's tried to trade him, but they just there's not an offer out there that makes sense. So yeah, his, his ticket to a better situation is to play really well. Uh, this week and have more halves like he did in the second half tonight and you know get a team to say hey why not and and like look he wants to play and like you said Adam he's not going to play in Denver next season he could play with the G League team but I mean I I don't think he really wants you know to go through that again Um, you know he's not going to play in Denver with the bigs that are in front of him on the depth chart there's just no path to playing time here so yeah that's I think it's best case scenario for both sides right now is just a parting of ways. Dev, what does he have to do though? Because you're hinting at, and I think everybody's hinting at bowl having a reputation of maybe not being willing to do the things that it's going to take for him to get out of not just Denver's doghouse, but the NBA's doghouse. So what does he have to do? Is it production? Is it attitude? Is it approach? What is it? I think it is just uh it's progression. Like hmm. I think that you look at, First off, all of the the potential that he has like bottled up and he's never lived up to those potential potential at any time. And now you have a whole year um, of him supposedly like like having to be better. It's a year and a half, really, that you're under uh, NBA contending team behind 
really talented players, you would expect him to come out and be a little bit better. Those small things, those are things that he could actually work on and fix. Um, the attitude, playing hard, looking like he's trying on both ends of the court. Those are things that you just like you fix. Um, it, you could go in with the idea of I didn't get the the playing time or I was sitting behind a really talented team that keeps going to the you know the Western Conference Finals or they're they're making noise in the Western Conference. So I, I wasn't able to actually play. And people understand that, but they don't understand body language. They don't understand um, why you're not out there making better decision making like on the fly and things like that. So I think that operation get Bobo the hell out of Denver is not going well for him right now. So this should be what the whole summer league is about. Is like, how do we get this guy in a better situation and showcase him in a way that he can, he can show that he's going to be better. Yeah. It's so sad too. Like if you think about Denver as a, just a, a place, a destination in the NBA. Like Michael Malone is a coach that has shown that he's open to playing unorthodox style of basketball. Like he's absolutely retooled his team around Nikola Jokic's style of play. And like Bol Bol is, has so many gifts that just are not available to most people. And it just feels like such, I, I just don't know where he would get a better opportunity. You know I mean? Like right, right. Denver seems like the place for a, a, totally unique player like him to actually get some run it just and i don't know if it's you know if we're gonna play dime store uh psychologist which Jokic robbed of us this this year by coming in and not moping the first half of the year so now i guess we have to do, <laughs> now we gotta do it with bull bull like i just wonder if he's just always been three feet taller than everybody else he's been playing against and like he has never really had to put work in in the way that uh the nba is is proving that he has to it's like he, he doesn't really know what to do or or it's it's just bizarre to me that somebody that is that much more physically gifted than the players he's playing around doesn't just dominate every time he gets on the court. It's so bizarre, man. Well, I think one of the big reasons is he just hasn't played that much. You know, he yeah. played it those eight those seeding games in the bubble. He's played a couple G League games here and there. He just hasn't played a, a lot, and I that's the number that's one thing I really think he has to do is just play. Um, like he's got to play in the G league. He's got to play for a team that doesn't really care about winning right now. Like the thunder, like he'd be a great fit on the thunder right now. Um, I, yeah. if he can go to a situation like that, like that is his chance to get better and take steps. He's just got to play. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, one, one thing, and we can move on from bowl after this, cause we are starting to get into the psychologist department, Eric. And usually when you <laughs> You dip a toe into that those waters. Sometimes you can, you know, it's okay, insightful, interesting, but you you fully, you know, jump in. It's you can you can get messy. But I do think with regards to him, I, I'm curious to see where he goes next if he is picked up next because there is always the like if you don't work out at one spot, it's the it's the whole thing. Like you have a bad roommate, yeah, maybe it was your bad roommate. You have to, you get a new roommate, and that roommate's bad. It's like okay, maybe you're the bad roommate. And that's what's going on. So we have a scenario where if he does go to a new team, I'm curious to see if. Uh, you know, how he approaches that and, um, you know, if, if he takes advantage of that opportunity. I remember Moutier when at the end of Denver, this was highly publicized, but he didn't speak to the media the entire last season he was there. And it was almost like he was throwing a fit. You know, it was almost like he was like, "You, everybody's out to get me this or that. It turns out he was just bad. And I wonder sometimes if players can they can't improve until they admit that there's like work to be done for them. And, and Bull Bull, I think, is maybe one of those. Um, Caleb Agata was the other guy tonight who I think whose name we knew coming into the night. 
Um, I'll, <laughs> one of two. <laughs> Eric, I'll start with you this time. Just what what did you notice about Caleb Agato? I didn't notice much, man. Like I. I uh, didn't catch the very first part of this game. I was going to pick up the bag of equipment that we're going to need to document this epic summer league for everybody. <laughs> um, so I saw you guys were impressed by a couple of dimes of his, but I, I, I saw impressed him. Impressed might be a strong word. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> let me interrupt you here. Let me see if I impress you with this, okay? He played 29 minutes tonight. He was a plus three. He was a plus yeah, three yeah. tonight in a twenty yeah. something point blowout. What I, 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 I was talking about the the first uh, couple minutes of the game that Eric missed. Like, Agata had one really really nice yeah. play, and yeah. I w- I might have been hyping it up in the Slack just to see if you guys were watching. <laughs> but that's I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I might have been on delay when you put that in there. I'm like, hold on, let me see. Something's coming up here that's awesome. Like, oh, he's talking about that pass. Okay, that was really just a test. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I failed that test when when you said <laughs> what is happening here? Like I can watch the wrong game. I had the same thought. I'm like, yeah, it looks all right. Okay. I said, is, there, is it gonna come? Like then there's like signs of fight. I'm like, the where? They're down 20 still. Well, all right. So here's the thing: 21 points, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals, uh, four of ten from the three-point line, only eight of twenty-two overall. But he was again plays almost the whole game. They Nuggets lose by twenty, and he's a plus three. I just he, that is here's impressive. The, here's the, that is impressive. Impressive. Even if I wasn't impressed watching him, I'm impressed by the stat line. But here's the thing: he too just came from the Olympics. Like he had every excuse in the book too. Like this is I'm I'm sure his life has been chaos now for months, just trying to figure out where he's going to be and what he's going to be doing. But he looked to me like a guy that knew this was his chance. Like, oh, Marcus Howard's out, Bones Highland's out. I get to be the like lead guard, you know, out here. He looked like a guy that was going to, at the very least, leave it all on the court. And I thought he did that tonight. That's why I was impressed, even if the game, his performance was like whatever. Yeah, if you're part of the Nuggets like organization or just anybody that's uh, evaluating how the Nuggets looked, because I know the idea is like, let's go check in on the Nuggets. How did Bobo do? Because um, those other guys are not out. Then you watch this game. Uh, this guy, he's flying out there. This guy is actually flying. He's fast, um, aggressive, and, and, and confident. That's a, a confidence that if he has it going one night, you like look at it and say, like, he can light it up, um, especially off of the bench, or he's at least going to give me a spark plug um, at some moment. Um, th- like, again, like you just said, um, he actually knew the assignment. He saw that everyone else was out. Um, and he's like, this is my opportunity. This is my moment to come in here um, and, and shake things up. And you look at a 20-point loss, and he's a plus three, and then he's scoring a lot, although he is shooting a lot. But he's, he fills up the stat sheets with rebounds, assists, um, just getting in the mix. Um, that, that's a type of game or a type of situation in a showcase, of course, that you're like, okay, this guy has something. We could bring him on, and he's going to bring us something. So. I think it was completely opposite energy that you saw from the other guys. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Harrison, were you impressed at all with what he actually did, though? Yeah, um, I liked a couple things that he did. Had a couple nice passes, a couple steals. Uh, he was active. He was everywhere, and I totally agree. I-, I think he looked at this and was like, "Okay, Bones isn't here tonight. Uh, he might be coming back Tuesday." Zeke Naji, another top offensive option, isn't here tonight. He might be coming back Tuesday. This is really my shot. Like, this is my chance to be the guy. And we talked about this 
uh, on Friday's show. Summer League is a point guard's game. It's really a point guard's time to shine. And you know, he got 22 shots tonight, went 4-10 from three. So, no, shot it pretty well from three, just wasn't good from two at all. And, um, yeah, like, he's streaky. This is the one thing we know about Caleb Bogata. He can get hot, but he can also be cold. And I feel like we saw that tonight. He was cold at times. He was hot at times. But I saw enough from him tonight where, you know, a couple more games – he, he, he's a guy who I've got circled for like maybe a potential two way. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's probably what's at stake, right? With the summer league guys that are not currently already on the roster is, Hey, we do have these two, two way spots. Um, maybe another team could pick you up. That's the other thing you kind of maybe look at, but um, yeah, for sure. I, I, I was impressed with Caleb Ogata. Yes, Eric. How does it work with uh, G league? Since we're, we're such G league novices, like right. if somebody is signed to your G league, squad does the entire nba have access to them or are they still under contract with the nuggets yeah so unlike last time where the nuggets could loan their players out to anybody else's g league now this is like no denver's g league guys are our guys they go to our g league team they come back to us if we want them but yeah it's not they don't get loaned out to the spurs or anything like that so i mean that's definitely in the cards also like to be a g league squad player if he wants that right but with that you got to think about like Caleb Bogata, the story on him is he was virtually unknown to a lot of scouts this time last year and just had this huge season in Israel and kind of got on a lot of people's radars, made Team Nigeria, just played at the Olympics, had a career year this last season and kind of blew up. So the thing he's got to be thinking about is like, yeah, I could take a two-way, which I think he'd maybe take, but if all he can get is, is a G League deal, he could probably make a lot more money overseas. You know, so like that's that's something else that these guys have to think about. Like, do I have a legit shot at the NBA right now or should I take another overseas deal? Yeah. And with those overseas gig like type of situations, Summer League is a huge um, point to see where they're going to be stationed or like which type of league they could get into. So if you play well in this, like, for instance, you look at it, you got it. You got it tonight. The idea is I scored 20 points in a Summer League game in the NBA. They don't care how it looks. They don't care about the splat line. They scored 20 points in the summer league game. Let's put him in the top. And he just came from like playing overseas or in the Olympics. We're going to put him in the top league. He's going to be making huge money if he comes over here. So this is, this is an actual big game for him tonight, which he aced it. If you look at that. Yeah. Is there anybody else? um, What's his name? Zylan Cheatham. Is he, he stand out? Is there anybody else that stood out to you? So, so horrible tonight. <laughs> like he, he, he kind of like not to say lost the game, but like every moment that he was in there was a moment that the Nuggets lost. Like it was, it was a uh, just open the floodgates. It was a lot of Ole defense, and it was a lot of energy that you thought was coming to him, and then you realized that on the other end they were scoring as well. That's that's when the game picked up when he got into the game. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to put too much on him, but Caleb Bogato was a plus three. Zion Cheatham was a minus twenty eight tonight. <laughs> minus twenty eight. Wow, that was a that, that was a rough one. Um, uh, we got this uh, Velika who played thirteen minutes and was a minus twenty three. So that's a that's a rough stat line. Thirteen minutes. They were in together, just allowing. Think about just having the floodgates open from multiple spots. Like it was just like bring it all in. 
Um, and and I really the thing is I, I Cheatham would have a better um, showing yeah. just because there was a lot of buzz around him and like he brings the energies talking the entire time. Um, great communicator on the floor, but when the communicator is also being destroyed, it makes it very hard for you to like <laughs> listen to what's being said. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I think I was a little responsible for some of that some of that buzz. So sorry for that. Um, but <laughs> it was one game. It was one game. Yeah, it was one game. Cheatham was a guy I was watching too because he's got an interesting profile. He, he looks like he's a pretty good defender, good rebounder. Um, I mean, maybe it will translate in these next couple games, but I didn't really see it tonight. Yeah. Let's uh, why don't we take our final break here on the other side? This was not the real summer league nuggets. The real summer league nuggets, we believe, are playing on Tuesday. We hope. Fingers crossed they're playing on Tuesday. My God, if they're not, it's gonna be the worst. Uh so let's talk about that. Expectations for Zeke Naji, Bones Highland, especially in light of the fact that they're not even there yet and will have to arrive uh to join the team. Uh yeah, guys, we're sponsored by Ball Now here across the entire DMVR network. Ball is in the new Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, also is in the world's largest aluminum cannon packaging manufacturer. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. Uh, they already make the A12 and 16-ounce can sizes for all kinds of liquids. They make those cans in over 30 different sizes at facilities across the world. The Golden Plant, right here in Golden, Colorado, they make regular 8-ounce, 12-ounce sleek cans, a 24-ounce growler, 12- and 14-ounce aluminum cans as well. Right here in Golden, they're also looking for a really smart, really skilled people to work at their Golden Plant. Uh, you can text GOLDEN to 77222 if you want more info. You can go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222 if you want to work at the ball plant uh, right here in beautiful Golden, Colorado. Uh, right now at Manscaped, they got tons of great deals going on for DNVR listeners. Uh, right now at Manscaped, DNVR listeners can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR. You can use that at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Make sure to pick up the Lawnmower 4.0. It's got that 4000K LED spotlight. It's got the uh, really fast motor. I think it's like 3000 RPM. Super fast. Different blade length sizes one through four. You get the travel bag. If you get that performance package 4.0 as well, get it all for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. 20% off uh, plus free shipping with the code DNVR can I, can at manscaped.com. Can, can I go to this comment that's very manscaped appropriate? Is it odd that they play in ball arena? Now they're in Cox Pavilion. <laughs> now like so much about tonight was perfect though uh they played at cox pavilion the nuggets played at the same time that the lakers did so you just you just know nobody was watching that game oh yeah hell yeah lakers are playing at thomas and mac at the same time so it was it was perfect <laughs> that is perfect um finally at DraftKings, DraftKings sportsbook uh America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Not college football around the corner, guys. Uh, so to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking it up. They're giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly. All you have to do is place a bet of $1 or, or more on any college football game. Uh, no matter what. As simple as that. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's cool to see. I'm reading the chat here as you were doing those, and it's cool to see we had some people at the game tonight, it looks like, um, which is pretty dope. Hopefully there'll be some people. I don't know. Usually people show up for the Wednesday or the weekend one, and then during the week it's a little bit less crowded. Um, So hopefully some people will be there. If you guys are there, by the way, on Tuesday, come give us a shout, man. We're going to be there. So come up and say hi to us. Maybe we'll have some cams, some mics. We'll we'll have some stuff going on. You never know when you'll be part of an impromptu fan vote. Or, uh, you know, maybe something else. So it should be good. Uh, I also saw somebody in the chat bring up Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech today, which, by the way, was also happening this this afternoon slash evening. I got to say, I don't – have you guys all – did you guys get a chance to watch it? I haven't, no. no. Oh, well, well, okay. Did Dev, did you watch Peyton Manning? All right, well, I guess I'll take this one solo here, guys. Um, <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Get out of the screen. Get off. Get away from me here. No, uh, it, it was great. Like, honestly, Peyton Manning is elite at, like, saying the right things. And maybe it's because he really does have, like, I don't know if it's all because he just knows how to play the game. I'm sure it's at least part of that, like, politicians know or this or that. But also, I just – he had such great perspective on what it means to be legacy. And he talked about how this is his day and all the other guys that are up there with him. But he's, like, he's had the line that legacy doesn't mean anything unless there's a future to hold it, meaning – like my job, like now I'm just interested in the future of football and where's football going to go. And now that I'm a, uh, a hall of famer, I'm indebted to the game to sort of make sure it's in good hands and make sure it's going the right way. And I just, I love that so much. Cause we talk a lot about NBA, former NBA players, just hate the modern NBA, hate players, start beefs with players, like just nonstop. You're like, what are you guys doing? Don't you realize that the NBA is your, like your baby. And you had your time, and now it's time. It's like your children. Now you want it to grow up and be successful, not beefing with it. So I just thought it was such a great. There were so many great things in there, but it was a it was a fantastic Hall of Fame speech. I thought. Yeah, but, hey although, Manning as a, as an expert speechwriter, like he's paying that guy a shit ton for sure. Yeah. <laughs> although it it's, it's like speechwriter worthy, like he, he it was good enough that I would believe he had a speechwriter. Yeah, but but old players beefing with the NBA is like in it's like in keeping with the attitude of the NBA. That's like what the NBA is. It's like a much more petulant league. Like it's all about like so like so it's good that that like keeps people people like when uh, Kendrick Perkins is the first name out of Kevin Durant's mouth when they win the gold medal. Like it's like <laughs> it like keeps you watching. I don't know. I know. Imagine if like an NFL talking head was like. You know who just isn't built for the moment? <laughs> Tim Brady. The NBA really sucks in some ways. But um, hey, uh, speaking of Team USA, gold medalist, I don't think you guys touched on this because it happened Saturday, right? I think it was Saturday night that the game occurred, or Friday, maybe it's Friday night. Either way, it's too late. Um, so Team USA got it done, squashed Rudy Gobert. Thank Told God. You. Told you it happened. <laughs> I, I thought Eric was going to come on the show in like a USA. U.S. flag uh, T-shirt. He was so <laughs> proud of his guys. We did it. We freaking did it. I knew we would do it. 
<laughs> they kind of it's funny in hindsight but they kind of made it look easy too i know it got a little ugly there lillard hits two shots in a row and it looks amazing that he takes like six more in a row and you're like, dude he can't keep heat checking here but other than that team usa i it's funny we do this every year i even got was guilty of it there were certain things team usa did early where i'm like my god how can they not figure this out how they're gonna do it they when they needed to defend they put the clamps on in every single game it wasn't just the championship it was like Second half, the start of the second of the third quarter in every important game, they put the clamps on other teams and just blew them out. And yeah, I mean, still head and shoulders above everybody else, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, mean yeah, I, I just couldn't get too excited about excited about it, guys. Like, I, I just couldn't, man. Like, yeah, they, they were supposed to blow everyone out. In the end, they kind of did, even though they had some trouble. I just, I, I couldn't get that excited. When yeah. was, I, was never going to a moment that they weren't going to win it. Like, just the ability, like, first with everyone trash-talking and everyone's eyes on it, when they had to, like, turn it on, I always believed that they were going to turn it on. Yeah, totally. I, I'll tell you what, I'm really happy. I'm happy uh, for all the guys. I'm really happy for Middleton and Drew Holiday. What a glow-up. Honestly, those guys were, like, they they got no respect. For years and years, like, Drew Holiday, you know, all, all the stuff for them to go and win the finals and then go and be Drew Holiday, probably the second most important player on Team USA behind. I mean, KD, yeah. clear, clear, like miles head and shoulders above everybody else. But honestly, who did you trust more in that whole tournament? Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, or Drew Holiday? To me, it's no question it was Drew Holiday. Oh, absolutely. They, that was their addition to the team is what turned that team around. Like <clears throat> I, we were saying early on, like the, just – not only coming in with the intensity off of the NBA finals, but just like actually bringing like some concept of defense and like some concept yep. of a team play. And I mean, they were just like, so shit. I mean, the, the, the early, uh, like what, what were the, not even playing rounds. Like what, what, what were the rounds that they were called when they were losing? It was pretty much summer league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were, yeah I, I don't even know what those, like the tune up games or whatever the hell uh. those were like that. I mean, there was no defense and like, and there still wasn't tons like you're saying Adam, until they needed to, like when the team wanted to, they absolutely clamped teams down. But I credit uh, Drew holiday with most of that. Yeah. Um, he was super yeah. important, super important. Yeah. Um, let's move on now, guys. So we hope that bones Highland, Zeke Naji, Marcus Howard will be available for Tuesday night's game. I think there's a good chance that they will be. I mean, do we have an update on that? Dev or Harrison, if you guys have an update, we it's TBD still. So I think Tuesday, best case scenario. I asked Charles Klask about it in the post game media availability. I was just hitting him with the hard questions left and right. You know, I asked him about it. He said potentially Tuesday. Um, so I think that means Bones could be back Tuesday. I think Zeke could be back Tuesday. I wouldn't expect to see Marcus Howard though, uh, due to health and safety protocols. But some of the other guys, I, I think they could back could get back Tuesday. Okay. So it's interesting because now, even if they are back, probably will go into a game without a practice. Um, it, no matter what, we kind of reset everything now for Tuesday if they're back, where it's it's not like you build off of this win or this game. You just go right into another probable shit show. Um, but what is, Deb, what's a realistic expectation for Bones? And, and maybe what is the thing that you are most interested in, in watching? Well, first you have to set the expectation for them not to be as high as you want it to be. Just for any of these guys right now, um, they're coming back from quarantining and not being able to play. 
um, for you know for a week or, or so, however long the, the new protocol is. So I think that you should temper those expectations. But but also when you look at a game like today and you just see guys going back and forth, there's not really the uh, idea of defense or uh, trying to like showcase yourself on that side of the ball. This is like a perfect setting for the type of like players that the Nuggets have. Zeke Naji, he like the game just seems to come easy for him. He's going to be like a vet out there with these type of guys. Uh, Bones, like this is an up and down type of player that like loves the street ball type of games that will be able to showcase himself and score with the best of them. So like that'll be fun um, in itself. When Marcus Howard comes back, I'm not sure how him and Caleb are going to be on the court at the exact same time. There's not enough balls for them, but there's going to be like 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 elite scoring and the ability to put like points up on the board. So I think that that's just going to be fun. Like that's a that's a game that you you just play the over blindly and just go for it. But I think the expectation should be lower um, and, and just see what happens. And then maybe in the next game, that's when you're like, okay, this is the real thing. Eric, what do you hope to see from Bones? You're a Bones guy. He's your guy. I know this from talking to you. You're, you're a Bones. You're a Bones guy. I'm a, I'm a Bones man. I think everybody knows that about me. I just wanted, yo. I mean, I just want to see it be exciting. I mean, I. It's really impossible to take anything from summer league. I've learned this now, uh, time and time and time again. Like I've seen players like absolutely flash in summer league and have it not translate even a little bit to the NBA. I've watched MVPs of summer league like just fall out of the league uh, shortly thereafter. But Ian Clark, Skeeta, yeah, there's been so many. Yeah, man. Like, but I just want like I just want to see him like hit some deep shots. Like I just want a little like life injected into this team so that it's fun to cover, fun to talk about. Like. You know, there's like I, I I really don't know what we're pulling from uh, summer league period. Like I, Zeke Naji, you know, like he comes in, he looks steady. It's like okay, we already knew that about him. Like I don't know what bearing anything that happens in summer league is actually going to translate into this Nuggets next season because so much of the team is already established. I just want some excitement, man. I just want to like I want there to be like some crazy bones highlights that we just get hyped and we start running around on the strip and asking people about. Like that's is that too much to ask? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, might be actually. Harrison, what do you expect? I think we're gonna see Bones have a similar game stat line to what Caleb Agata did tonight, to be honest. Like that's the type of game I see Bones having, just getting up a lot of shots. Uh, look like looking to score. He's gonna have the ball in his hands a ton. Um, look, Denver like really needs some excitement, some playmaking uh, from their backcourt. So I've got a feel. I got the feeling that if Bones can play Tuesday, uh, they're just gonna give him the rock and just let him let him do his thing. And like this is really the environment that a guy like him should thrive in. Uh, summer league. It's all about the guards. It's all about the point guards. Um, he's gonna be able to get out in transition. He's gonna be able to get to the hoop. So, like, we know he's got the range. So, uh, what Caleb Bagata kind of did tonight, how he played, I, I expect that to be how Bones plays. What about Zeke Naji? Uh, you know, I one of the things that watching tonight reminds me is players like Zeke Naji, man, they just never shine in summer league. Like, almost never. <laughs> Guys that are expected to like cut and you know whatever, like they just don't stand out. So, is is it gonna be? Is there anything specific you look for, Dev? I think that there's the argument of, of basketball players versus hoopers and bones. He's a hooper. Yeah, yeah for he's sure. Not, he's a basketball player. So those are not situations where you want him 
um, trying to go out there and be anything that he's not. Like, it's okay to be boring. It's okay to to work on the things that you're going to be good at or what the, the team is going to need you at and leave the hooping stuff for those guys in those type of settings. So I expect uh, Zeke to go out there and be boring, but it's going to be efficient. He's going to do the things that, like, got him into this league. And they're, the Nuggets are going to look at it and say, okay, this is what we need from him. This makes sense. Um, opposed to a guy like Ugata or a person like Bones that's out there and just getting it. Yeah. I'm still excited for it. I mean, I know, Eric, it's funny because we have our group chat. We even have this show. I think people can see it. There's like a little bit of disappointment. Maybe it's the smoke in the air. Maybe it's the fact that the Nuggets you know, are playing guys whose names we can't pronounce, nor do we know who they even are. I've never heard of them. Uh, maybe it's because they just signed guys and it's just hard, whatever. But I am – all that being said, tonight – it felt like tonight didn't count. I'm excited for Tuesday, the real summer league, to, to get here uh, and I'm, I'm even more excited to get out there and, and hopefully provide you guys with a little bit of a back uh, backstage look at what summer league's like. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year, and uh, you know, just just see what's going on. Get get to talk to some of the team. I see some people in the chat talking about Michael Porter's extension and, and people getting worried. I don't think you can tell me if you feel differently than this, Harrison. Um, I really don't think there's. It, I think it's much ado about nothing. Denver has until October to get that deal in place. I don't think there was ever a. Um, an urgency. I know a lot of people are reading into it saying, what does it mean, this or that? Personally, I, and from the conversations I've had, it was always expected to be along this timeline, as in free agency, the draft, you know, get everything out of the way, even summer league. And then, of course, they've been hit with this craziness with the health and safety protocols. So I yeah. personally am not concerned about it. Harrison, do you feel differently? No, I'm not worried about it either. Um I think it's a lot to do about nothing. I'm just a little surprised that it didn't get done right away because that's how Denver's typically done these things for the last couple of, you know, guys who are coming off their rookie contracts and getting extensions. They did Jamal Murray right away. They did Nikola Jokic right away, even though that was a little different with him being a second round pick. So that's the only thing I was a little surprised about. But did they get Jokic done right away? Because I vaguely remember them being like in Serbia for this. I, I thought it was not done right away. I thought it was like they. they, uh, they I think it. I, I think it was because they did it, and then he was in Denver, and then he flew to Vegas, and he was at Summer League. Remember that? I do remember him being at Summer League, a new rich man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it was pretty soon, but yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. I think it's gonna get done. Um, the Nuggets would be fools not to get it done. So. Were but there any Nuggets? It, I'm not worried. Were, were there any Nuggets players, by the way, at Summer League today? Do we know? Besides the the Summer League players, <laughs> seems like they would have played. If so, that's so true. Like, wow, Will Barton is on the court. <laughs> fifty-eight points in the Summer League game. Yeah, I would expect CJ Mike out there, but okay. <laughs> I wouldn't expect any of the guys to be out there until Tuesday when. The, the guys that are on the team are actually going to be playing. I got not like, not to say that they don't care or anything like that. I just think that it's like, just say let's, it though. Let's just see what it. our guys look like um, that are going to be on the team and that are a part of this future right now. Um, All right. Let's handicap the odds of most likely non summer league nuggets to be out there. I'm going to set the line best odds of anybody. Monte Morris. Of oh, course. That's yeah, of dude, course. that's, Minus five. Will Barton goes to summer league every year with the team. He seems like a guy that would enjoy being in Vegas shortly after signing a new contract. He does seem like that kind of guy. You're right. 
Yeah. That, that's my that's my pick. I mean, of course, Jamal Murray, like they're just gonna want to bring him like um just for the morale and show he's back and he's ready. So I think that we will for sure see that appearance. Wait, wait, like- Deb, are you reporting that Jamal Murray is back and ready? Is this the same report? He's actually not. playing in the summer league game. I'm saying a part he's of also it. returning. We, we, we've seen pictures of him like with the team and just being a part of everything going. Jamal Murray is definitely not back and ready. <laughs> Does Nick Young still count as a nugget? I'm sure. Yeah. We'll see there. <laughs> uh, is there anybody else we would expect to see out there? I mean, no uh, chance of Faku. I don't think we'll see Jokic. Of course, at least, but I think no, he's going yeah. to be good anytime no, no. Oh, my God. No what Vlad, would you do if no. we saw Jokic there? That would be the craziest Oh, my God. Thing. Are you kidding me? I'd lose it. I'd be so happy. I'd be so There's happy. No chance. No chance. All right. Well, um, any other parting thoughts here we have here, guys, before we get out? Uh, the smoke is bad. It's You can hear it's ravaged my voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm a little worried about you. I listened. Uh, I, I looked at the uh, weather report for Las Vegas. It said at game time, it was still 100 degrees, and it described it not as cloudy, sunny. It described it as smoke. So apparently <laughs> it's going to be the same there that it is here, unless Las Vegas is just actually caught on fire. For, uh, it's going to be 108 degrees tomorrow. So... Uh, Boys, I hope you're ready for this. Good luck. I'm ready. Good luck out there. Dad, I can't believe you're not going with this man. Can't believe it. I, I can't that. believe it, actually. actually I don't believe. blame him. I don't blame him at all. Uh, all right. That does it for today. Let me see. Uh, let me see which one I'm going to do here. What, what is my bumper for today? Where are we staying in Vegas again? Valleys. Catches the valleys. Oh, crap. Now there's an outro here. Let me see. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees so you can use dnvr sports to waive your application fee at msu denver online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester so no matter what type of student you are no matter what type of schedule you're working check out msu denver online today you can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online